You're listening to the Four Low Adventure Podcast, a show created to inspire people to find their true passion through adventure. My name is Nikolai Dimitrov, and I'm a photographer who's crazy about the outdoors. In this show, I'll be sitting down with adventurers to talk about their outdoor travels, their experiences, and lessons they've learned along the way. Enjoy. How's it going, Forlow community? Welcome back to episode six of the Forlow Adventure podcast. In today's episode, we've got fellow creatives and adventurers, Tony and Aneta from Modified Jeeps UK. They are really cool people. They are tattoo artists, adventurers who also recently started their own YouTube channel. Go check it out. They are certainly inspiring me to do something with my own YouTube presence. In this episode, we talk about YouTube their adventures, their photography and videography gear and how they got started into this world. If you're interested in that, stay tuned. An important thing to mention, this episode was recorded in the middle of March before the quarantines and lockdowns. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who's listened so far and has followed us and subscribed and contacted us on Instagram. This is incredible. We're six episodes in and over 700 of you have actually listened to the podcast and a lot of you have contacted me, a lot of you have followed and subscribed. I am truly grateful. So thank you again for doing that. If you haven't followed us already, please feel free to do so and subscribe and also share it with your friends. Hopefully they'll enjoy this podcast as much as you are. Loads of people have contacted me asking questions and wanting to get involved. So I'm thinking of making Q&A episodes. So if you have any questions around adventures and gear and uh, or around our guests, feel free to contact us with your questions and then we'll read them out in our future Q&A episodes. Thank you. Okay, for now, let's switch down to follow and enjoy the episode. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. And I guess we can kick off by talking a little bit about you. If you don't mind, tell us about who you are and what you do. Uh, shall we Shall we say thank you for inviting us? Yeah, yeah thanks for inviting us. Um, this is a bit strange because we're not doing this person to person. So we are both, um, well, we're husband and wife and we're both tattoo artists. I've always had a passion all my life for everything automotive, cars, bikes. Um, and me and Annette have been together for what, eight years? Oh, over eight years now. Eight. We're not yeah. very good with dates, by the way. No, it's probably, probably closer to nine. <laughs> Careful, um, Tony. This summer. <laughs> it's dangerous territory. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm uh, probably the one that's worse with dates, okay. actually. Yeah. I, I think, so I'm pretty good. sure it's nine this, this summer. Um, and from the very beginning, um, Annette's like kind of joined me with this, um, this crazy petrol head lifestyle we have. <laughs> Shall I and say, um, uh, when, when I met Tony, he, um, he had a, a Beetle, a oh, 60s yeah. Beetle, uh, with a very loud engine. A very, yeah, a race <laughs> engine in the, in a Beetle. It's, uh, it was a bit of a monster. Um, but yeah, and, and <laughs> went from there really. Um, I've always liked, Four by fours. I've always liked jeeps and stuff like that since I was a little kid, really. But never really until a few years ago didn't actually own one. Um, I got pulled, sucked into the um, the VW scene, um, which eventually has led us here. But um, yeah, and as for the tattoo, tattoo, tattoo stuff, um, I was a tattoo artist. We met at the studio. Tony um, did my first tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> first so two tattoos really. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we uh, got on like a house on fire, and 
and they yeah, were married and Annette is also a tattoo artist and yeah. I just uh, I just follow what Tammy does really. She just wants to be <laughs> me. <laughs> no, we we are pretty much like very much kindred souls. Um, I mean we spend we spend all of our time together, don't we? Yeah. And we yeah. get on really well. So we work together, play together. It's um it it couldn't be better. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, that, a lot of people. Really, yeah. A lot of people ask us how we how we do that. Like it's so strange. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I understand that people can't do that. They can't spend lots of time together. And then I, I have to question: Are they are they right for each other? But I, I don't know. I don't know. Not many people find someone that's into the same stuff and can tolerate that person for for that amount of time as well. But we. I think we're just basically two versions of the same person, which is a bit strange. <laughs> That's really cool, actually. I, I can relate to, to that quite well because I met my other half at work and we worked together for quite a few years and we got on really well. And the best thing about it is that you can, uh, you know, you can go home and, and bitch about the, your day and the other person will really understand what you're going through. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Been through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for making it today. And I know we're doing this podcast remotely via an online software, but I guess with the uh, with the coronavirus spreading like wildfire, it's best to do it that way. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah. better be safe than sorry. You started talking a little bit about being a petrol head and getting really into the Jeep scene. Tell me a little bit about your first Jeep and how you actually got into that, because now you're driving a Jeep JL. Rubicon, mm -hmm. but we can sort of talk a little bit about the evolution of where you started and, and how you got to where you are now. Our, our first Jeep was a JK, um, 2016 JK, and we brought that. Well, uh, like I say, I, uh, as a kid, I, I played with Tonka toys and I played with Lego and I played with cars in the dirt and, uh, you know, uh, I always had that. Kind of love affair for, for off-road stuff. And when I was 12, I had a, a motocross bike, um, which my dad kind of regretted buying me really. But, um, yeah, uh, but for some reason, I never did anything about it in my adult life until recently. Um, and then one of our, our friends, one of our close friends, um, brought a Jeep, not even with much of an intention of off-roading it, but she brought a, a two-door JK. And we just thought, well, if she can do it, we can do it. Um, and then we did. <laughs> yeah. It was a really di like different, like you don't really see that many Jeeps in the UK. Um, it was quite an original vehicle to see. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, more so now, but um, a few, even just a few years ago, you, uh, you really didn't see many at all. Yeah. I, I wasn't that sure about it at first. Um, yeah, the car we had before the Jeep was... Quite a contrast. It was um, uh, an older model, um, 997, 911, Porsche 911. And we really Slightly had that different. for, yeah, very different. <laughs> so super low and we've got, no, we've got super high. Um, and the reason we had that, when we got married, our honeymoon was, was a road trip, an alpine road trip, um, visiting probably seven or eight countries and doing all these mountain passes that have been made famous you know, on TV shows like Top Gear. We just thought, well, this would be really cool to do this in a Jeep, but like do, instead of on-road, do off-road 
alpine trips. <laughs> so the following year, that's 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 exactly where it led us. So um, yeah, I, I guess um, our friend inspired us to get the jeep, and then we just yeah, it, our first thing we did with it really was quite a big road trip. Actually, it's uh, it's interesting you say that and you mentioned the Alpine stuff with your Jeep because you probably don't know that because we haven't discussed it before. I don't know if you remember, but the first time I contacted you was when I was looking to buy a Jeep and I saw mm-hmm. pictures of your of your amazing JK. I absolutely fell in love with it. And so I contacted you to ask you for some advice on the Jeep scene in the UK if you buy a Jeep, where would you modify it, etc., etc. What tires would you put? What uh, wheels would you put? I do put? remember this, yeah. You do? Okay, that's good. I do, um, I do, yeah. So the wonders of Instagram, obviously. But yeah, and at the time, I believe you were selling your JK. I was really interested in the JK. But actually, because I was so passionate about getting the blank canvas, I ended up buying a JL. And uh, and obviously, you guys ended up uh, buying one too, eventually. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I still I still remember that JK of yours because I uh, I would have really loved to have it. <laughs> we didn't we didn't know that, did we? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think you kept that secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it ended up up north somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was your option? Yeah. The guy the guy who bought it off us, um, he has been in contact a few times. Really, once just before buying it, wanted to know more details about it, and yeah, he's um, currently loving it. And I'm sure we'll meet him out there as well because he he does ask us. To let him know when we're going to be out in his, his area, in any of any of our little trips in might, his area. We might get a little re- revisit of, <clears throat> of our old Jeep. It'd be nice to see it, yeah. But you're, you're doing quite a few things on your current JL. You When did you get it? You got it last year, didn't you? Yeah, we got it. Um, we've had end it just over a year now, yeah. 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 End of January, literally two or three days before the end of January last year. So, yeah, we've had it just over a year. And we haven't done too much. Well, we've done like some, some of the major things, like the suspension and tires and stuff but that was that was in preparation for um for our road trip in and um, well that was end of may beginning of june so we had to do like some essential stuff really um we were quite limited on what we could do then time wise yeah, yeah definitely yeah well we did we did enough to allow us to to have confidence to be off-roading in italy and elsewhere you know without worrying about getting too stuck <laughs> did you guys go on your own Without any other yeah, friends, or? yeah, 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 on our own. So th- this is why tires and suspension. Yeah. Um, when we have a winch, then we didn't have a winch. I think we had max tracks. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to use them. No, no, no. Luckily, we didn't get stuck. <laughs> well, I mean, the Jeep is such a vehicle that it's quite difficult to get it stuck. Yeah. I mean, really, I say really that. Need- I say that, and I have been stuck <laughs> in many scenarios. True, I think yeah. you yeah. want to, you really yeah. want to, yeah. like, to get it stuck, you really need to want to get it stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be trying pretty hard, I think, especially in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen you stuck, but not it's not stuck-stuck, is it? I mean, trying to attempt something and you can't quite um, do that because of how extreme it is. Um, and then coming back down, say a hill or something, it's, that's not really getting stuck. But if you get bogged down in some wood in the middle of nowhere with nothing to pull you out, then that, that's the kind of thing that we would worry about. Yeah. Um, attempting an obstacle um, on an off-road park—that's great fun, and that's where all the challenges really are in this in the UK, especially. Good place I mean, to test your Yeah, there's two things. I mean, there's always friends to help get you out, and and usually if you can get up, up an obstacle and only halfway up it. You can always get back down it. So, 
it's not too much of a problem. I think what's important to talk about is if you're traveling on your own, then of course, having a winch and having any recovery gear is an absolute must. But the Jeep is such an incredible platform that when I first got it, I every time I took it out, off-roading it kept on surprising me and surprising me of what it was capable of even in stock form i think it has still does i mean we've never got stuck we've never used never needed a winch i mean we have a winch now never needed it and we do try now i mean i think we when we first had it and we first did our big trip we were being cautious because we knew we were out on our own but you know when we're when we're with friends on an outing or an off-road park we we do try but It's, it's actually quite difficult to get it stuck. I mean, we've, I can't remember what size tires you've got. You've got the same as us. I've got 35s. 35s. Yeah. See, that might make that little tiny bit of a difference as well, you know? It does make a difference. Um, just give you a little bit of clearance on, on the side, yeah. Although I've attempted, and yeah, last time we saw each other a couple of weeks ago, we went to uh, Slindon Safari 4x4, and mm-hmm. that was quite interesting. I did get stuck on one obstacle. Not stuck, I didn't manage to, to climb it. And guys with 37s did but what you yeah. said, it's absolutely right. I have never gotten stuck anywhere in, in green lanes in the UK. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think there's anything that's challenging enough, really. No. It's just you put yourself in that extreme situations on the off-road parks. But, you know, that's that's a good thing. Is it, in this country, there are the legal byways, um, and, and that's it, really. I mean, unless you go to Scotland or... Um, you know, it's, it's a bit different there maybe but it, it, all the land or pretty much all the land is is um, private land so you've got byways and then you've got off-road parks and I think if it wasn't for the off-road parks um, the Jeep community wouldn't be as big and as fun as it, as it is I'd have to agree with that so talking about getting stuck have you ever had any <laughs> oh shit moments? yeah we've had a few <laughs> All right, tell me about that. <laughs> I can I can think of one that um, has nothing to do with Jeeps. Uh, it was in a 9-11. That was during a... Uh, actually, um, so it was... We, we were trying to get from uh, one hotel to another. It was already getting dark. And, oh, back um, in the days of hotels instead of tents. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and we were... So we were trying to get to this hotel, and um, we've already gone through one mountain pass, Um and, but we had no idea there was another one to come, and it was snowing uh, quite heavily, mm-hmm. actually, by, by the time we were hitting that second uh, mountain pass, and it, it was covered. It was sticking, yeah, and, and we mean, got some uh, sticky tyres. This was probably yeah. the most nerve-wracking moment um, I've ever been through, to be honest. <laughs> I think one that I remember with the Jeep was, that was with the JK, and it was our first... Alpine trip. Um, it wasn't so much one of the, these typical TP or getting stuck kind of moments, but it was um, a road. It, was, it had a one-way system. It was where, where was it near? Um. I can't remember. It's in Switzerland. It's like a shelf road, a very tight wall on one side, and um, and a rock face on the other side. And the rock face goes up and hangs over the top. So you kind of in a tunnel that's open on one side, if you can imagine that. Yeah. And um, but that's, shall we shall we tell shall we tell Mika how we we didn't know? Oh, we, we started entering. going up, it didn't we? We, we didn't really, know. Yeah, well, it was it, it was a one way system, and we didn't even know that at first. Um, we had to use 
um, Google Translate or something like that to uh, figure out what that said. And there was a warning sign for maximum width and height. Yeah, and we, we exceeded what we both saw, of those. Yeah, I mean, the, what we saw was just um, forest road, and we thought, yeah, yeah. Why, you know, why, why is it like, um, why is there a maximum height or whatever? We thought, okay, we'll, we'll go up and have a look. As you and do. It, it start, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exploring, you know. Yeah, exactly. We didn't think they wouldn't. We didn't think we'd, um, yeah, we ended up on this, uh, coming out the trees, going up into this, basically a cutout along the side of the mountain. And it just turned into pure rock and then got tighter and tighter and tighter. We got a roof tent, we got a gnawing, and it just got tighter and tighter. And there was <laughs> um, a tunnel. And there was nowhere to turn around yet. Oh, we come around the round, um, a corner and there was a tunnel and everybody was just, there was a few like tourists like taking photos of waterfalls and stuff like that. And they turned around to, to watch us because they just thought, what the hell is this thing coming around the corner and how are they going to manage through this tunnel? And I swear there must have been like an inch either side at, at times. No way to turn around. One way system. Just lucky that Tony's quite good in um, gauging the space. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's not it's even that. It's like if it got any tighter, we'd have got stuck. Mm. Um, and I think that's, the biggest adrenaline rush. There was one that equaled it at Slindon, maybe. But yeah, what, that was the biggest adrenaline rush we've had. And it's not even really off-road stuff, you know. But off-road in Slindon um, put us in a situation where we had a lower tyre. We were on a bank that was tilting us um, further and further. You know, you, you look at the tilt meter and it's reaching 25 degrees and you, your lower tyre is in water and you can't see what's coming and then you've got a friend going come on it's okay yeah that <laughs> one got it didn't me feel too. okay at all <laughs> didn't feel okay that definitely felt like an oh shit moment for me too i remember that one you, uh, that was when you were catching us up wasn't it and, and we yeah. and there's like a right hand turn oh yeah 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 that's just that after the climb where <laughs> it was the um axle test and then you turn right and then then it's it's that obstacle and it was crazy yeah it was a worrying moment <laughs> and also there was a big tree stump that was very sharp and pointy that would have been exactly where your head would have landed if you'd have gone over yep <laughs> sounds about yeah. right <laughs> so uh but, yeah. i mean other, other than that i think i think that's they're the worst moments we've had or the best <laughs> for anyone in the uk listening i would definitely recommend going to slindon safari that was that's great fun these kinds of moments as scary as they are they're kind of what makes it more interesting and of course i'm not saying go out and be stupid and get yourself in these moments in these situations absolutely not but it's it's what makes things interesting it's it's putting yourself out there mm -hmm. in these situations and and solving these issues solving these problems and getting through them i think that's the addiction isn't it that's where the addiction so. starts i yeah. think so yeah. i mean i wouldn't necessarily say it's why we do it because there's many many reasons reasons why we do it but it's definitely one that makes you want to do it again yeah <laughs> so why do you do it for the adventure and for getting out into the wilderness getting out there seeing places you might not otherwise see we could hike, but um, hiking is a good way of seeing places that you wouldn't otherwise see. But we are petrol heads. This way we can combine two of our favourite things together. I think we will add a little bit of hiking on our next. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely places we want to go where we know we can't drive legally or even there's just no way through. So mixing, mixing a bit of hiking as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
the Jeep can only take you so far sometimes. Yeah. But but yeah, the wilderness, I think, is the biggest, biggest draw for us. I want to talk about your next adventure and, and your next trip. But before we go into mm-hmm. that, there's one thing I want to address. You guys are petrolheads, but I found out from Aneta last time we saw each other that she doesn't have a driving license. <laughs> when I, when yeah. is that going to be sorted? It's, a, it's an addiction com- by I'm, proxy. Yeah, I'm comfortable riding shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am. Um, I am looking to get my license. Um, I think I might be working on that. But we'll, we'll see how. We'll see what happens with coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, I might be working on it this year. She's a good navigator, so I mean that. that I, well. I do the research, and I know mm-hmm. where we go in Tony's driving. <laughs> I have no idea where we're going most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, with your YouTube channel, and, and that's also something I'd love to talk about. But with your YouTube channel, it's great that. Aneta is there and she's always filming. I can see she's always deep in the action. I love that. You know, she's she's mm-hmm. always with the camera somewhere in the right moments, in the right place, right time. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't ended up on my ass yet. That will happen, I'm yeah. sure. It will happen. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your next adventure? Well, I mean, we've got one, a little one coming up this weekend. Um, but that's just uh, a, a bunch of us going to Salisbury Plain, um, somewhere we've never been to. I mean, I've never been there, even though it's where Stonehenge is, and that's a very famous, um, what would you call it, relic <laughs> landmark in the UK, but I've never been there. And um, it's also, there's like five firing lounges that the army train on, and the whole area really is army training ground. It's the only training ground in, in U- Europe that the public are allowed to go on, um, which in itself brings a, a couple of challenges, really. Um, some of the lines that you can legally do every now and then a tank will a tank will use it as well. So some of the routes will be very deep, um, and also it's avoiding the estimated two hundred and fifty thousand unexploded shells. I'm, I'm not sure I'll be getting out of the jeep much. <laughs> You'll be filming from yeah. inside. Yeah, filming on the so, line so rather that, than on the field. That video will be boring. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to try and make a little video out of that, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But cool. the uh, the big one, the big road trip that we're planning, that's that would be. See, I'm 30th this year, so we were hoping to go to my hometown, or at least in the area, to Poland, and go via yeah, everywhere, the, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, one of the big one of the big stops will be Dolomites because we we were. And this was on our on our plan for last year, but unfortunately the weather changed our plans, so yeah, it was, we didn't get it was to kind of our, where we were heading towards amongst like a, a lot of off-road places, and the, the weather turned on us, and as we were camping, we tried to avoid it for a couple of days and, and went the opposite direction, and then it just got worse, and we ended up in the south of France, France yeah. yeah, at a lake. But then the weather cut us up anyway, so we just ended mm. up going back. Yeah, oh, um bit of a disappointment and then made bigger plans this year because like, like an essay is so 30th so we want to do an extra long trip and, and we've got coronavirus so, <laughs> so that, we don't that, know how that's so going to go so we might have to change our plans again yeah. stay yeah. more local when are you planning to do that when's your birthday Aneta? Uh, my birthday is uh, 8th of July but we'll probably be going more like August time okay mm. that, that's the original plan mm-hmm. we'll Obviously, you need to see yeah, how that goes. Yeah, lay by ear. Yeah, the Dolomites and, and that area was something I was planning to do this year before the plans changed slightly. So I'm going to be doing a trip down to Spain. But the Dolomites is mm-hmm. definitely an area of Europe that I'd love 
love love to go i'm a photographer so for me that would that would be that's that's the dream it's a big draw for photographers isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely so if if you are if you are open to having people tag along give me a shout in case things open up for me yeah Yeah, you never know with the launch of the podcast i'm now partnering with a couple of companies here in the uk so that will need me to be out more time Uh, i think it's just a good excuse for me to get out but you know (laughs) um but yeah so the dolomites is uh, is definitely on the table for me i was even speaking to jk overland last week because they're planning to go to Latvia because Christina is from there and and they're planning to do a big road trip towards there and and they're going to the Dolomites. So I'm I'm definitely looking for people to to travel with. (laughs) Be nice to have more than one Jeep as well. Yeah, Yeah. you guys should give me a shout for sure if, if you're open to having people tag along. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. very good That'd be cool. what's the uh, trip looking like so you're driving through what france italy austria we, we missed um we missed switzerland last year so that yeah, we, did. we didn't even make it that back on, on oh, the list. okay switzerland's one of our favorite places to go just not necessarily for the off-roading because there's not really much to be had there although it's illegal there's not really much well, of it yeah, mostly illegal. Um, some towns say you can contact the, the town hall and get permission to do a, a road. There's plenty of them. Or, you know, you can just look around and make sure no one's looking and go for it. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't really advise that, but, you know, people do that. But in Italy, it's um, anything goes, really. I mean, there's, there's lots and lots of trails in Italy, mostly kind of in the Turin area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lovely campsite that we found we've been to. Um, a couple of times now and it's a great base because it's right in the middle of all of the action so we'd definitely be going through that way or entering into the Alps in that sort of Turin area and maybe a little bit in France first and then to Turin and then across to Switzerland and Austria and somehow maybe a bit of southern east Germany but see we've got two we've got two opportunities we've got the way there and then we've got the way back so <laughs> we can um, take you quite a few different places yeah, we haven't we haven't really planned it yet. No, no, no. We've just got ideas of all the places we want to go, and then we just need to decide. We just go with the flow, really, don't we? Mm-hmm. Never been one to plan a whole trip like no. we have to be there by Thursday, we have to be there by Sunday. I think that can kill the vibe of the trip. We do um, have places saved. Say, I've got an app on my phone, and then just save any places I see during the year. Saving them on there and, and just trying to, see to them hit more, as yeah. many. Yeah. I think that way of being spontaneous is like it makes it more of an adventure rather than a trip with an itinerary. And, and all you're doing is doing miles and miles and miles trying to get somewhere. I've had this advice before, actually, from people who are very experienced adventurers and travelers, which is to not plan everything to the last detail because that's how you surprise yourself that's how you experience new things however i'm i'm one for planning and um i always fail to not plan so I, <laughs> I, yeah I, I think i need to get myself out there a little bit more and, and just surprise myself a bit more i don't know who these um experienced people are but they make us sound like we know what we do oh yeah you definitely <laughs> we really definitely don't. know what you're doing <laughs> I think I think it might be a good idea to have a plan, but just be like be prepared and be cool with the fact that you might be not end up following yeah. it. Yeah, just a base structure, really, and then take it from there. Be prepared for anything, but be open. I think where it comes from is um, apart from my lack of organisation. <laughs> it's um, in the in the nine eleven. It was all hotel based, and we weren't camping. We just put a roof box on the top and put some luggage in in there and 
in the back. Took some camera gear. We did we did film a bit, and then basically we just went from hotel to hotel and we booked like one day in advance the trip was really about the roads and the drive not the hotels and not the towns we were staying in we did find some amazing places but really it was about the roads so we knew what roads we wanted to hit what drives we wanted to do and the accommodation was just a second thought and i think that's rolled over into our off-road jeep trips um even though we're camping you can pretty much find in fact we found in busy times some campsites are full and you just have to pick another one or or wild camp yeah or wild camping in countries where you you're allowed to or carefully if you're not (laughs) i was just gonna say tony uh, well put for saying the the right thing and then you went (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to i was trying to (laughs) anita you mentioned an app that you use for planning which app is that you know what it's just google maps i just put pins on there and i've got a list (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do. I, th- I find several lists. Yeah. yeah, Google Maps is really good for that. I have several lists as well, and I always plan based on that photography locations or trips where I'd like to go to based on things I have saved. I was there. surprised actually. Uh, someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Quite useful. What about the lists? Yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah. Google. Uh, Google Maps, yeah. I know nothing of these things, really. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just let you do it's all. It's all a mystery to me. Yeah, I do all the driving. <laughs> you can actually plan really detailed itineraries. I know you guys are not ones for that, but I'm just mentioning it. Uh, you can plan really detailed itineraries on Google Earth Pro, which is basically you download the app for your for your computer and you can go in there and plan your route, plan everything. So that's that's really good because uh, there I believe you can even search campsites and stuff like that and, and mark those in. That's, that's good. Yeah, we're quite basic when it comes to this sort of thing. We just will be in an area when we've got signal and we just search for campsites, local campsites and pick one. We'll look at some pictures, maybe, of what they look like. I do. Well, I try. <laughs> I try like TripAdvisor and yeah. Safari. Just keep it, keep it simple. I thought I'd advise people is just keep it simple. Um, the important thing is is that you're out there and you're doing it, and you concentrate. Oh, what we find anyway is concentrating on the bases we want to go or the experience we want to we want to have, and the campsites are just campsites. Yeah. Or the places we stop, or just places we stop. I mean, if you if you camp in, you've got to be prepared. That's not going to be luxury. No, but you don't go overlanding for for the luxury, right? Yeah. That's not. What you're Although going to I, <laughs> I must say this: that um, we do actually sleep better in our rooftop tent than we do at home. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I think you guys need people, to invest in a good um, mattress. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you slept in a rooftop tent yet? No, I haven't. I've been sleeping we'll, on we'll the ground. We'll talk about that then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that experience first, and then um, oh, it's it, it's quite cozy, really nice. It gives the fresh air as well. Yeah, I'm being on holiday. I am really looking forward to it actually because I'm I'm now getting a um, it's being shipped as we speak a roof rack and a roof tent from Front Runner. So I can't wait mm-hmm. to do that, get it installed and just take the Jeep out there and, and have a little nap in the uh, in nature <laughs> and not mm-hmm. on the floor. Oh, yeah, it, it, it changes everything. It, it really does. Shut I mean, you've got, your, you've got your drop-down table so you can do the cooking <laughs> on the back. Yeah, I, well, I got this amazing um, drop-down table from these two very cool people. I believe they were called, what, Modified Jeeps UK? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, actually, about what you did there? Because I think it was really cool. When we had a, a JL and we were looking for 
things to buy, gear to <laughs> acquire, let's say. <laughs> we we couldn't find a decent drop-down table. Um, and there, there was one or two out there that, um, like over in the US, well, people wouldn't ship them out or it just seemed like a big hassle. And me being me, I mean, I, I like to make things and um, adapt things and we're not called modified dupes for nothing. I think it's like a fashion of mine. I mean, I built hot rods and bikes and all sorts of different things. And so I thought, you know what? We'll, we'll just make one. We'll just make a drop-down table, you know, a tailgate table. For people who aren't familiar with jeeps that are listening, um, the tailgate is hinged on the right-hand side, opens out sideways, and then the table drops down. It's attached to the back of the, the inside of the tailgate and drops down forms a table and then a bamboo chopping board slides out from underneath and you know you can cook on it and do all sorts of stuff on it i think it's an essential essential yeah. thing with our jk i think it was our favorite mod wasn't it yeah yeah definitely our favorite mod um, and, and the most used as well i mean it was used several times a day every day when we were away so we, we thought we'd make one because we weren't happy with anything that was out there and it turned out to make one to make it economical, we we ended up having to make ten. <laughs> um, so now a few of our friends have got them, <laughs> including yourself. Yeah, I'm the proud owner of a modified Jeep drop-down table. And I must say, it's one of my favorite mods I've done so far as well. Obviously, I've got a few things coming and I'm not sure how things will pan out then and what my favorite mod will be then. But so far, it's definitely by far one of my, the most practical, most used things I've got on my Jeep. I think it's essential. Yeah. Every now and then I'll see a picture or a video of somebody without a drop-down table and I just think, how do they manage? <laughs> how do they manage without one? So now people are hearing about your drop-down table. Are you planning to make any more? Um, we thought we had a lot of people ask if we can make them for a JK. And I think it's possible that we can adapt the backing board for a JK. So I don't know if we do it, it's going to be um, a little bit later in the year and um, late spring, early summer, maybe. But, you never yeah. know. We might have a lot of time with this coronavirus. It might end up with a lot of time on our hands. Um, either that or now we're doing the, the uh, videos and the YouTube thing. That is kind of sucking up a lot of our spare time. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the UK is it's an interesting market for Jeeps because the Jeep scene is growing and now with the JL platform, more and more people are buying into it because of creature comforts and all of that. And it's a growing market, but there's still not enough supply for it. So uh, so it's it's quite an interesting, interesting one because all these smaller modifications are so easily available in the US, for example, but nobody or few companies in Europe are doing these little things. So actually opens up an opportunity for people like you, who is very handy and capable and able to do something like that. I'm sure if you guys keep on doing them, you will eventually get more and more people interested. But you mentioned YouTube. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How did you start YouTube and what drove you to it? Okay, so initially we did some youtube videos for our tattoo based videos in in the tattoo shop we that's where we started it was a steep learning curve but i think we threw everything we had at that to start with buying the right gear learning the right stuff and we made some decent videos on that but we felt we weren't very comfortable in front of the camera and it was a little bit bit staged yeah, yeah a bit staged you know asking customers to walk in five different ways, you know, and 
having this awkward conversation. Quite a time, you're like, oh, yeah. what am I even saying here? It felt awkward for us. <laughs> I think it felt awkward for some of the customers. And then it took up a lot of time as well. Yeah, because we were filming much more extensively than we are now. Yeah. We were filming on two cameras, a separate sound. Every, every week, yeah. And it was a big, quite quite a big setup. Yeah. But I think that, that was good as a learning curve and it's give us a few skills that we can now use. Um, on all the gear. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's a bit different. I mean, we're out in the wild um, capturing things as they happen. Nothing stays. It's like you've got to get that action <laughs> or you lose it or you miss it, you know. Um, you know, fighting against sunlight and clouds and, you know, changing light and angles and stuff. So it, it, that's been a learning curve in itself. Um, but, I mean, the reason we started doing it um, was we, we had this idea to do the Jeep stuff a year ago or more than a year ago. One week, we still had the joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we just didn't find the time to do it. Yeah, we just um, kept putting it off. And... We've had the name, the YouTube name, for more than a year now. But it wasn't until recently that we kicked ourselves up the backsides and uh, decided we have to do this, you know. I um, guess we uh, we, ca- we came to the conclusion that we are not going to carry on with the tattoo videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of started us on the other thing. Because yeah. we, we still wanted to do videos and put them out Yeah, yeah. There. I mean, we love making videos. And it's just like, I think, making the videos that we do now, it's um, a relief to not have that pressure of that stage environment and filming an actual tattoo being done as well and whether that's going to go well, whether a customer is going to be able to sit all the way through or whether they tap out or, you know, and ruin the whole video. It's all these possibilities. It's it's very different. Whereas now, I mean, we're still a little bit nervous talking to the camera, but at least it's just us pointing the camera at ourselves and talking, you know. It's, there's not anywhere near as much pressure, so... We, instead of dreading the filming of the, the video, we actually now really look forward to it. Yeah, um, find, find more reason to go out there and film. Yeah. It, it's also allowing us to go out more or, or making us go out more. Um, we, we, every opportunity we, we're out and we're filming. Um, and the overall um, aim of the videos, really, of us doing this YouTube channel is, because it's a lot, I mean, obviously, it's a lot of work and you might ask, why would somebody do that? <laughs> why would somebody put, put a camera in front of their own face and create that much work for themselves with all the editing? Um, and it's, I guess it's our way of um, trying to improve the Jeep community um, and grow the Jeep community. Um, it's been really good to us it's been really we found everyone very welcoming um and it's just i mean it's a great community to be in uh, and involved in and it, it expands from our adventures to this whole community that we have in the uk as well and um if other people when we go out on an adventure now people want to come out with us we, we get yeah we get incredible feedback incredible um requests um, people seem to think we're some kind of authority on Jeeps and ask us lots of technical questions and 
um, how to do things and how to fix things. And I guess we can help as much as we can. Um, but really, it's it's just about bringing everyone together, encouraging people to get out there in their jeeps, showing us a lot, you, us, all our other friends, um, actually using our jeeps for what they were built for, and hopefully encourage others to do the same. And it's not just people with jeeps. Oh no, no, no. We get contacted by, by all sorts of. Yeah. People with all sorts of four by fours and Land asking <laughs> asking whether they're allowed to like yeah, join can, us. And yeah, are we allowed <laughs> to join your page on Facebook? I've, I've had that as well. That's that's very interesting. So very important, Aneta, that you mentioned that this podcast is not about jeepers, <laughs> um, as much as you might think otherwise. But um, yeah, the UK off roading community in general is fantastic because. Yeah, you see this sort of classic Land Rover versus Jeep thing or oh, the, mm-hmm. the Land Rovers are so much better or the Jeeps are so much better. But it's not about that. It's it's just it's just fun and games, really, because at the end of the day, people are very friendly and welcoming and it doesn't really matter what you drive. I'm glad you talked about the YouTube thing and why you started it, because that's partly the reason I started the podcast. I want to inspire mm-hmm. people to go out there and adventure and whether that's through off-roading or taking their camera out and hiking six hours to take a photo of a mountain that's that's also great i've done it i love it i relate to you a lot when you talk about off-roading and and the videos making you go out there that was that was the same for me and photography photography was a great excuse for me to be out in nature and now with Mm -hmm. the podcast it's a great excuse for me to go out and network and and talk to more adventurers and and learn their amazing stories because that also inspires me. So that's, yeah, that's my, my spiel here. I think, I think it's, um, it's great what you're doing and I absolutely love it. And I love your B-roll. I've already mentioned that. And uh, when I grow up, I want to be like you. <laughs> Are you saying I'm old? <laughs> no, I'm getting old now. I think, I think um, it's only about to improve anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we've only just started. We, we're just getting to grips with filming outdoors. Yeah, because before um, it was all, all in environment really yeah. and now it's very much and, the opposite yeah <laughs> i mean i i've always had a camera um, i love photography myself um i would never have said that i am a photographer but i've always loved it um and i can take a decent photo um i've always used manual mode i've never used anything else um so i understand all of that and that's helped with video as well i think it's, it's quite easy to tra- transition from photography to video and harder to, you know, to, to do it the other way around. Um, once you know the, the exposure triangle, um, video is just about telling a story with the skills you already have. Um, and I never would have thought of myself being um, any kind of landscape photographer. Um, I, I really never would. But going out... Um, on our adventures with a video camera and capturing the scenery with a video camera. I don't know why, but it does, it, it does it for me. It's, um, capturing the scenery on video is, is does e- it more, epic. more justice, yeah. isn't it, than a photo yeah. in some, I think, in some ways? I think you mentioned that you and, when you and Tom were talking, you touched on, um, how you can never really capture I think he was talking about Iceland and going yeah. to Iceland and going, oh my God, it really is like the photos. Well, we always feel like um, when we're up in the Alps, a photo can never do this because it can never really show the scale of 
um, to mountains and, and or wherever you are, and or a waterfall. You can never feel the power of the water in the air. But I think with video and, and not just one image, I think some of it comes across a little bit more. And I think that's what I like. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does for sure. I do believe. I mean, I l- absolutely love video, and I, I'm currently getting into it, and I'm learning it. And perhaps that's why. I- probably still believe that photo is better i think maybe i think maybe i'm just not a good enough photographer to get that image i think what tom was probably referring to is because sometimes you see these incredible big names in photography posting all these fantastic photos of iceland or of other locations and when you go to the other location you realize that this photo is heavily staged or edited or there's um, you know, it's a composite of 10 different images. I see where you're coming from, absolutely. Sometimes when you just take one photo and if it's not in the perfect light with the perfect composition, it just can look like a snapshot. Whereas mm-hmm. with video, there's so many other technical elements that you can use, maybe slow motion to highlight the strength of a waterfall or whatever it is. But there's so much more that you can use to highlight something. And probably that's why I don't get it yet. Probably that's why I'm not yeah. good at video yet. Yeah. <laughs> the important thing i think with video is having a camera that's got a good dynamic range yeah um otherwise if you if you can't see everything in the shadows and the highlights you will lose say if it's a range of mountains or hills like in snowdonia video that we recently had there's a moment where we stop on top of some hills even though it's a little bit misty and foggy you can see those layers of hills and you can see every single one of them if we had a camera that capture that dynamic range you wouldn't see them and i think that's very very important it's not important about your to have 4k or 6k or isn't that's not important i think image stability is important image stability can be important what did you film that on did you film that on the c100 yeah that's right c100 mark ii um it's got a massive dynamic range compared to like dslr and stuff like that um, I mean, it's, it's the main points about that camera is dynamic range and built-in ND filters and a global shutter. They're, they're the top three things about that camera. And it's a 4K sensor, and then it sizes to 1080. So it's a very, very crisp 1080 with massive amount of color information um, and 10-bit color. So if you understand all of that, or for those out there that do understand all that, you can appreciate that's it makes our job easy. <laughs> um, it's, all, it's all the camera. It's not, it's not us. <laughs> yeah, sorry for geeking out on all of that, but I am yeah. such a geek about cameras and I can see myself becoming one about Jeeps as well. So it's it's absolutely crazy. I am currently on the market for a camera and I'm looking very closely at the Sony range and I can't wait for the next Sony a7 IV just out. jumping in to say that i actually ended up buying the sony a7 III, which is an amazing camera and i'm currently testing it out but as the conversation flows we continue talking about photography gear and i refer to a conversation that we had back in a previous meeting with modified jeeps where we talked about the upcoming canon eos r5 and their opinion about it Oh, very much so. Especially now we know that a lot of the rumors are actually true now, have been confirmed. Yeah, it looks yeah, good. It's um, 8K. It's an incredible 8K, 8K camera. Like I say, not that 8K is important and you'd never, you'd fill up so many memory cards so quick and struggle to edit that footage. Yes. But what an 8K sensor, and it's the full width of the sensor it records with as well. Um, what that 8K 
sensor can do at 4K or 2.7 or 1080 will be incredible. And the amount of information that it can downsize to to those lower res files will be incredible. Um, and it should have um, built-in stabilization, which is a first yeah. for Canon. Um, we've always used either a gimbal or lenses with you know, built-in stability. Um, but that will be a first for Canon. And well, the fact that it's small, compact, and the yeah, C100. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a mirrorless. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I, mean, the, the, I can't even think of all the specs off the top of my head, but there's so we, many We're sold. We're yeah. sold on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I just it's, got a gimbal. It arrived yesterday. I got the um, Ronin SC. Oh my oh, God, yeah. I'm so excited about using this. It's amazing. The battery smooth <laughs> footage. I did some footage on my dog yesterday. Firstly, she was absolutely loving it because it looked like some sort of an alien thing attacking her. <laughs> At least that's what she thought. But the footage that comes out is incredible. I can't wait to start using it yeah. soon on my new when either you, Sony when, or a Canon. When you, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can you can buy in a gimbal in slow motion and a bit of cheesy music. You've got something that looks quite special, feels quite special. You've got some epic grill there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the way to do it you know you're there you have you're more than halfway there already you've got a gimbal yeah i think i'll need a little bit more practice in order to get as as good as peter mckinnon but you know i'm halfway there that's the other trick isn't it watch his videos and learn <laughs> learn from the best yeah absolutely guys last question i'm very conscious of time and i really appreciate you spending the time today and talking to me about all these things for people starting out in adventure what's your best advice just do it doesn't matter what you drive, doesn't matter whether you drive, it is really so important. We all know somebody who puts things off, just don't be that person. Don't think you need this and you need that to be able to do this and that. If you've got a basic tent from Argos, 25 quid or something, use it, just use it. Don't think you need to have a better tent and all the other gear before you can do something and go somewhere. Just get out there and do it. When we uh, we were in the I think it was Snowdonia once. Mm. We were in our Jeep with all of our gear and everything, you know, the owning and the all singing and dancing set up. And then there was this family next to us just in a little ground tent with their two kids, oh, yeah, in, you yeah. know, they're doing yeah, it. Exactly. They yeah. their little car. Yeah. Made, made us feel a little bit over yeah. the top, but they, they, they just turned up in their car with a <laughs> very cheap looking tent and they were there with their fam whole family. I think they had a dog as well, didn't yeah, they? I think yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, just. My advice is yeah, just, just to get out it. there. Just do it. All the rest will come. If you, because I mean, let's face it, you might get out there and, and try it, and you might not like it. But if you do, you add to and build your collection of gear. Um, don't worry about the gear. Um, worry about having fun. Um, and if it is for you, you'll you'll get there, and eventually one day you'll have a jeep <laughs> and a rooftop tent. <laughs> but that's the thing, yeah. you know. Until you go out and put things into practice, you don't know what you actually need because there's so many things out there that people's setups are very different from each other. The first time True. I went yeah. out hiking with my other half, it was it was quite funny because. We went out to the Lake District with a friend of ours and my other half and I camped in a one-man tent, one-man hiking tent, you know, the little tunnel ones. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it it was raining so hard, but we went out, we hiked up Cat Bells, we explored the area near Keswick and it was absolutely stunning and we absolutely loved it. 
So then the next thing I did mm-hmm. is I went and bought uh, one of those like four bedroom, oh no, two room, yeah. four people, yeah, yeah, big yeah. ass tents. Like <laughs> I've only used yeah. once. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, you got yeah. it there and you did, and you found um, you found you, you actually like it. Yeah. You're not going to spend in hundreds of pounds on, on gear to find out you don't like it a couple of times now. We've been out, we've got an old Chevy pickup and um, we've literally got the cheapest, smallest Argos because it was narrow enough to fit on the bed of the pickup. And we turn up a couple of times now, we've turned up to hot rod shows where our mates have got camper vans and big tunnel tents and all the store gear. And we just turn up and we open this pop-up tent, stick it on the back of the truck and we're done. And that's that's all you need. So party, party in their tents. Party in their tents, yeah. <laughs> if it's raining, party in their tents and then sleeping out. <laughs> but yeah, I guess all that all that means really is um, don't let um, the fear of not having all this stuff put you off having a great adventure. Um, just, just go for it, yeah. I 100% agree and thank you for that. Let's wrap up and in order to do that, Let's talk about where people can find you and uh, tell us about all your social channels and what you're doing on there, etc. Okay, so um, on Instagram, you can find us at um, Modified Jeeps UK. And that's uh, Modified underscore Jeeps underscore UK. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube is, uh, again, Modified Jeeps UK, but you don't need to use the underscore. Just search, just search, search for us on there. You'll see um, we've got like three videos on there at the moment, but obviously we're working with only just recently started uploading so we're working on loads and loads and loads of um, other video ideas um we're filming an unboxing tomorrow we're filming another trip out next sunday so by the time you're listening to this you probably would have already seen them <laughs> and a few others yeah, we um, also we also have a page on facebook mm-hmm. and that's modified jeeps uk if you want to see some funny videos we're also on tiktok no, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. And it uh, discovered, thanks to our friend Chris, also known as Robbie Rubicon, or his Jeeps known as Robbie Rubicon, is the white JL um, that comes out with us. Yeah, he's got an ad- addicted to TikTok. <laughs> TikTok is a funny platform, but it will be big. It already is quite big, but it's, yeah. it starts, it's yeah. starting very similar to Instagram. So exactly. just with initially kids and. Yeah, good to get traction on the. Like yeah. easy to get traction on there right now. It's it's mind-numbingly stupid, but uh, also a load of it's equally, equally fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. guys, if you aren't following Modified Jeeps UK, please go ahead and do so. They are putting some amazing videos already. I'm looking forward to some of the other videos that are coming up. Hopefully, the one of Slindon is coming out soon. But if you aren't following them, please do. And um, guys. Thank you very much for your time today. It was amazing speaking to you and I look forward to following your adventures. Uh, thank, thank you. you Nico. Thanks for having us. If you've listened to the podcast before or is the first time you're coming across us and you've enjoyed this content, feel free to subscribe. If you think that it's been a good contributor to your escapism during tough times, feel free to let us know on Instagram. We'd love to hear that. That's that's the end goal. And also let your friends know about it, share it with them and hopefully we can spread the word. If you have any questions or comments as well, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We are on 4LowPodcast. That is 4LowPodcast. Look forward to speaking to you there. Thank you.